Jason's the data privacy detective, and today we're going to look up into the clouds. And our guest today is Lowell Thompson. Lowell, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, Lowell, you're the chief operating officer and one of the two founders of a young company called Genity, a U.S.-based company. What is Genity? Genity is essentially building the first truly secure cloud platform with absolute privacy by default. It's 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 extremely unique. So you're a cloud computing service that a business uh, could hire to uh, to go to the cloud with its data, basically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can uh, go to the cloud with our technology or you can migrate from uh, the cloud they already are on to our platform as well. And, uh, of course, uh, cloud computing offers uh, obvious, uh, maybe not so obvious, efficiencies and cost savings to companies. They don't have to build the range of services a lot of cloud computing companies offer, and then you have uh, uh, you have data stored in the cloud, and that, that can save money because a uh, cloud computing company, of course, can store far more data than an individual business could in individually, and I'm sure Genity uh, would offer that. But what's different with Genity? How, how are you approaching this, uh, this challenge of cloud computing and yet complying with data compliance uh, laws? Mm -hmm. So the for, for the longest time, we had every business was on-premise. Their servers were in their location. And like you're saying, when, when people move to the cloud, they uh, get a lot of efficiencies with that, namely cost and uh, some, some uh, availability things that are, are really, really cool. And then the next step from that is serverless, which is basically you, you, you basically only pay for what you use, which is even more cost-effective than the, than the cloud. But the, the trade-off of each of these stages is on-prem to cloud is security. Uh, and then from cloud to serverless, the the the, the really big trade off is statefulness, like housing information in, in a consistent way. So That's how we're good, doing it? Um, go ahead. Uh, I mean, the the you know obviously data breaches uh, <laughs> that that has everybody's attention. Regulators it costs an awful lot. Take Equifax. Uh, how how did that one start? And then we'll get into how you approach it. Yeah. So Equifax was is an interesting case, and it's extremely representative of what's out there. Um, Every day they were they had five decades old, old technology, but the the part that really got them messed up was that for 19 months they didn't have a monitoring device their their certificate their security certificate uh, updated, and they didn't have their software update to like even Homeland Security said, hey, this is you need to keep this up to date. So they lapsed uh, on both points for over a year, which allowed uh, hackers to get in and for over two months do 9,000 different queries on the databases on 256 separate occasions downloading information. So it was, it was a major blunder, but it's, it's a textbook one that happens every day, you know, uh, technology being extremely outdated, not kept up to date, and, you know, the security practices not being followed. That's right. how it and, that, and that's been replicated by so many data breaches, large and small. Uh, Equifax, one of the largest, but certainly there have been even larger since. So uh, cloud computing, uh, how is Janity thinking about helping to solve that, that business problem that uh, all businesses have? Yeah, so what we're building is essentially the next generation of cloud computing. So there was cloud, there's serverless. Ours is basically the next step from that that has all the benefits without any of the downsides. So we take on the compliance, the security, all these things that a business normally has to monitor, have a team of people 
watching for, it all gets handled on our side. So it'll, it'll always be 100% up to date. It'll always be monitoring what's, what's going on on the system. So all these things that happen every day, the, the, make the basic things and the most complex things equally simple for every business. Of course, the big risk in data isn't that it's there. The big risk comes because data moves. And yeah. as data moves, it can be intercepted, and that uh, you know that's part of the problem. So, uh, it, when you sign a, a client up, uh, data will have to move to the cloud. And how mm -hmm. how do you how do you how do you approach this? How do, how how do you assure a customer that the data will be even more secure than if they simply uh, house it themselves? So the the really interesting thing that makes us even more secure than what's out there, not, not even just in general, going from you know from what you have to a different cloud provider, is the the we, we can't even look at the information due to how secure and private we've made it before it even gets to us. It encrypts on the client side on the on the business as they're migrating over. It encrypts and it gets further encrypted as it gets to our database, keeping it very secure and private. That is something that is really novel and doesn't really exist. It it is and the way we do it. Uh, it is pretty pretty unique. It, it's it's really fascinating when you get at the technical details. But going from you know, let's say the most secure that people are really used to is on prem because they can control a lot of it. Um, and they gave that up when they went to cloud and, and serverless to some extent. They get all of that back and more, and it stays something that only they can see. Okay, so you're saying even if you suffer a data breach, uh, it'll be of encrypted uh, information where somebody couldn't track back the name, address, uh, social security number, whatever. Oh, of yeah. Employees and so on. Is that the basic uh, idea? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, got it. Well, let me ask you a few things about cloud uh, computing. Of course, you would have contracts with your customer. And of course, that contract ought to be reviewed by any business. I'm sure it would be. And, and let me just ask you, to me, some of the key points to that. One, one is consent, of course, in a, in a lot of countries, not so much the United States, except maybe for financial and medical data. Uh, the individual whose uh, data is being kept uh, has to consent to certain, certain use. So how do you as a cloud computing service then address that? Maybe your answer is, uh, well, it's coming to you encrypted, so it's already taken care of. But uh, is that the approach or, or not? We store information. So you can think of it like old warships that just had a, a, a uniform hull. And nowadays we have hulls that are divided. So even if you have a, a, a hole poking in it, it doesn't affect everything. Our information is stored to the individual level. So on a, a low level, information is stored. And in, individuals can come onto our platform and see what's being stored on them. Um, so as they sign up for the original business, uh, to offering and they're migrating to us, they can reassess and look to make sure that the information is still something that they want to be stored on them and make sure, and even, even the, the businesses can have even tighter of a relationship with their users because before where users would just, you know, go on the platform, buy something, and move on. You can also, you can now take the information, the data that they've been storing and, and generating on your platform mm -hmm. and um, create a story with it. Like a, a user can still see everything, right? That they want to see. But you could also tell a story like how many, you know, how many, uh, you know, uh, steps have you taken? How many Uber rides have you taken? Uh, that type of thing. And you can you can show them like, hey, this is all you've gotten from from working with us for for using our service. And all of that comes innate in our, in our system, so that the user, because of how we store the information, is always uh, perpetually giving consent or revoking consent if they feel like something's going too far. 
So you you built into uh, a way for the individual who would have a right to uh, uh, stop consent uh, mm-hmm. to contact uh, Genity directly, or do they go through their uh, their employer to request th- that? They they can go from through us or through the business. They have a the, yeah. the yeah the business like everything acts normally. The difference is there's a, an added feature where they can click a button and see all their information easily. Uh, and they can see it on our platform. Or they can see it on the existing platform that they're used to. They don't have to do anything special, really. Okay. And maybe you've addressed the second thing that uh, I always look at with the data sharing agreement of this type. That would be security. I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, well, maybe it'll be more secure with, with you who are focused on this or any cloud computing service. But how do I know your your service is, is secure? What what else? Uh, how how do you approach that? Mm-hmm. So there's two big aspects. One I've already slightly alluded to, which is this aspect of encrypting on the client side before it even gets to the server side. So before it even gets to us, it's it's taken care of in a way where we can't even see it. And the second part is there's going to be an aspect of what we're developing that'll be open source, so people can check that. We don't we don't believe in people just taking our word for it. We will demonstrate. You know, even through third-party uh, people coming in, pen testing, looking at everything that we're doing, that this is the best security thing out there. Right. And control. Who, who's really in control of the data once it arrives up in the cloud? Is that kind of a combination, you're saying, of individuals whose data is being uh, held because they're employees or on their health plan, whatever it may be, and the business? Uh, how does control work? So it, it is, to some extent, a, a duality where both have a great deal of say over it. The business will still, you know, do stuff like normal. A lot of the infrastructure tasks and maintenance and all that stuff has just been exported onto us. But the relationship is much more, uh, much more uh, on both sides. Like a user can, can you know, see what's happening and and you know, give feedback and do a lot of stuff that they normally wouldn't be able to do. But the business still, you know, has control of that information. Let me ask one other uh, issue, server location. Now, this begins to get into uh, almost global politics. There are a lot of large countries that uh, require data localization. Uh, GDPR has taken a little different approach, but Europe used to do that. India, Russia, China, all have data localization requirements, Argentina, Mexico. So do you have to have servers then in all these countries? Uh, All your servers... uh, uh, are, are where now? Probably in the U.S. Yeah, we're primarily in the U.S. Our, our primary markets are going to be the North America and the EU. So all of our servers are going to be in those locations. And the the geolocation, the servers are are interesting in of itself because we do this thing called sharding of the information. So that um, even if one server were to go down or one server would be attacked, uh, it wouldn't hurt any of the data that's on the platform. Yeah, but with a with a country that has data localization, then you'll either have to, I, I'm guessing, you tell me, uh, e- either have to kind of avoid having a server in that country, or if you have enough business for your clients there, maybe create a, a server only for individuals who live in that country. I don't, are you thinking about that? Yeah, we're thinking about it actively right now. The, when we get to that stage, we'll definitely have a, a, a more of an action plan, but I think for the most part, we'll we'll have you know, servers that if, if, a, if, a, if a country using their data privacy says you have to have servers in this location, we'll put them in there. Due to our encryption and our security practices, you could have direct access to the server and it still would be meaningless. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, this is a very uh, interesting brief excursion into the cloud computing data privacy intersection. What other thoughts, Lowell, uh, do you have for businesses who are, are thinking about uh, how they use the cloud to store data and, 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 and yet comply with uh, data privacy laws? I think sometimes people see these new regulations as an adversarial thing, but what, what they're really doing is demonstrating what people want, which is to have a bit more responsibility in terms of how their data is stored. So instead of seeing it as an adversary, see it as, as a way to differentiate yourself. I care about data privacy. I, I care about data security. We're not going to have a data breach like 30 to 60% of businesses this year, you know, costing their, their on average of like $10 million in damages. Um, we care about it a lot. That's a big differentiator. In a, in, a, in, a, in a marketplace where there's so much competition, competition to be the people that really care about their users, and, and can demonstrably show that by being regulatory compliant, like that, that's big. A lot, of, a lot of people are gonna be slow about it. A lot of people are gonna drag their feet. There are a lot of people who are maybe gonna do, you know, you know, wink service, you know, letter of the laws type things. But if you really embrace the spirit of it, if you really wanna have a great relationship, have great retention of your, your users, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity, the, the new data regulations that are coming out to help businesses. Well, all best wishes as uh, Genity approaches this uh, world of cloud computing. And I think what you're telling me is you're trying to make sure that the cloud that you offer uh, doesn't have a dark side, doesn't have thunder and lightning, yeah. <laughs> create risks rather than rather than avoid them. So uh, thank mm -hmm. you for helping us uh, understand this a little better. Uh, we really appreciate your being with us today. And remember, protecting your personal data begins with you.